Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International and Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of the 10-Minute Expat Thailand Edition. Today, I want to talk about, after 10 years here, uh, what are some of the things that have really surprised me about living here in Thailand? And some of them are surprising uh, that I didn't really expect, and some of them, obviously, is to be expected when living in a foreign country. Uh, these are not in any particular order as to highest or least, but um, let's start with uh, food because obviously food is one of my favorite things to talk about. It's my wife and I are huge foodies. You can tell from our from our social media. The one thing that really surprised me coming to Thailand when I first came is just the amount of different types of cuisine. Because I've been to a lot of different foreign countries where you're just kind of stuck with the local cuisine. For an example, like in Central America. Uh, the biggest misconception of Central American food is that it's like Mexican food. You know, tacos, enchiladas, chimichangas, but it's actually nothing like that. You know, one of the things that surprised me about Costa Rica is how healthy Central American food was or is and how it differs. One of the things here about Thailand is I love spicy food and as uh, Taiwanese cuisine is also very very spicy so it's nothing shocking to me but I wasn't sure if I was able to eat Thai food basically two or three meals a day and I was afraid that I'll be get I would get tired of Thai food and I wasn't quite aware of the amount of different types of cuisine that was available here in Thailand. I would just kind of assume that, yeah, Thai food is going to be the best, and then they're going to have some mediocre Japanese food, Chinese food, and horrible Western food, or any type of European cuisine. And I was actually dead wrong. So the first thing is, is that I have really grown to love Thai food. And Thai food in Western countries, let's just say North America or like the UK, just like any type of ethnic food that comes to a country like the United States, it's somewhat Americanized. When you look at like Tex-Mex, how Texans have kind of put a twist to Mexican food or uh, Chinese American, how they've kind of changed, changed it to suit the palate of Americans. When I came into Thailand, the Thai food that I that I eat here obviously is a thousand times better, but it's also different in a sense of there's more fish sauce that's added to uh, the uh, the dishes. So fish sauce is used quite sporadically. I mean, in every type of Thai food you eat, actually everything you eat here in this region of the world. And the other thing too is the level of spiciness. I thought that I can handle spicy food. But still, here I am, a decade later, I still have to tell my wife to tell the server, or I do it myself, if they can speak English, that as far as level of spiciness, I'm more on the mild end. Because mild is comparable to spicy in the States. So if you think that you can come to Thailand and you've been eating spicy, the spicy hottest level in the States, or maybe in Australia, you come here, you tell them spicy, it is like, it, it is mind-blowing hot. I mean, I, I, I can't even wrap my brain around it. I remember one time my wife and I went to a very well-known Southern Thai restaurant. 
and it's actually uh, considered one star mission rated. And oh my God, it was, I think I went through three bottles of, of uh, beer. In addition to that is maybe five or six bottles of water, of ice water. I just couldn't put out the heat. It was just so spicy. But then again, sometimes it's the food is so good, you just can't stop eating no matter how, how painful it is. So be aware of the spice. And then the other thing too is Thai food actually has a lot of sugar in it, if you weren't aware, especially in towns like, let's just say, in Hua Hin. Uh, Hua Hin actually adds their food is slightly sweeter uh, than let's say in Bangkok or even other places like in Pattaya Jom Tien Beach. So they do add a lot of sugar to their food, especially the papaya salad. And that's the next thing I want to talk about is papaya salad. So for those of you that love papaya salad and order it frequently in the States, when you come here, because there's so many different varieties of papaya salad, and you have to be very specific. And also, if you're ordering papaya salad from a street vendor, this is the one thing that you need to be aware of. Papaya salad here, they normally make it with fermented baby crabs or fermented anchovies. So it kicks up the dish when it comes to that fishy flavor like by a thousand times. And I am a lover of all types of cuisine, especially types of different seafood. Uh, I'm an avid uh, sushi eater. But even street food somtam that is eaten by uh, local Thais and Isan Thais, it's just way too fishy for me. My wife loves it because she grew up on it. But I just can't eat somtam or papaya salad with the baby crabs, the smashed up baby crabs or the anchovy. So I ask them to, uh, to make sure they prepare without. So that's the one thing you want to tell them. Please do not add any anchovies. And then the other thing too about Thai food is, is that there is so many different varieties. So when you think you've had a lot of Thai food in the States, when you come here, uh, there is just so many other dishes that I can't even pronounce that my wife orders when we go out. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never had this before. I've never had that before. And it's just so different. For an example, when you look at Thai food, uh, as far as region goes, Thai food here in Bangkok is very different. And Thai food in the northern uh, Isan region is extremely different. And the Thai food down south is extremely different. The spiciest Thai food in Thailand is actually not the northern Isan region. It's actually the southern Thai food. That is the most spiciest cuisine here in Thailand. Uh, but it's extremely tasty. So what I mean by difference is some of them use uh, coconut milk, some of them don't. Uh, some of them are spice different. Uh, they use different cuts of meat. For an example, like in the Isan region up north, you're going to get some more exotic meats. Uh, they, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if you went to a street market and you see fried insects. Well, you see fried insects anywhere, but you'll see more of it up north, like even tarantulas, scorpions. And geckos, yes, the geckos that people keep as pets, those really colorful lizards, well, they cook them up and eat them. <laughs> and uh, I've had iguanas before, actually iguana is quite tasty, I've had it in Central America, and also in uh, when I was in Aruba, 
but I've never had gecko before, and I do want to try it. So uh, Thai cuisine is is so diverse uh, between regions, and it's so different from what you expect and what you're used to back in the States. So that's the big one, food. The next thing is, is just how friendly Thai people are. You know, there's that saying, uh, Thailand is, is a land of smiles, and you may read on some blog post of some angry Westerner that, uh, you know, it's typical, total douchebag, comes to the country, expects everyone to conform to Western type of culture. Uh, just, I mean, you know those arrogant type of travelers I'm talking about. And those are the type of people that usually get their ass beat or get thrown in jail or get stabbed and they come back to their country with horror stories. But as I say many times, if you respect the culture, no harm will come to you. And you can't be stupid about it too. You can't go into a second world country and wear, and a lot of dumb mainland Chinese people do that, is they'll sport their 24 karat gold necklaces around their neck and thieves love that. They'll have their motorbikes, they'll spot you from a distance, they'll swipe it from your neck and then they'll take off. So don't come to this country wearing a $20,000 Rolex in a poor side of the region or sport gold and diamond encrusted stuff everywhere. You're just asking yourself to be robbed and that's just not here in Thailand, that's any country in the world. You come to the United States, you go to the UK, you go to Australia, anywhere you're going to get robbed. So please just apply the same type of logic when you also come to a country like Thailand. Uh, just leave the expensive stuff at home, uh, but it doesn't mean that you can't wear any jewelry. Just don't be overly flashy about it. But the one thing is, and, and I'm sorry this is going a little bit over, but the one thing about Thai people is, is that they are truly some of the nicest people that I have ever met. The one thing that surprised me the most is, is that as a Western, as an American, we're very touchy-feely. We like to hug people. We like to get close to people. We like to get up in people's business. So for an example, how many, uh, how many times have you been around in a public setting and you just met someone? They say, oh, hi, how are you? Oh, my name is Mike. Oh, I'm Will. Hey, Will, so what do you do for a living? Where do you live? Oh, uh, how much does that cost? It's... Being forward like that is okay in Western cultures, but actually here in Thailand, it's not. And that's the one thing that really surprised me. Thai people, unless they really, really get to know you, they're not touchy-feely at all. You don't hug them. It's considered inappropriate to hug someone that you just met. You definitely can't kiss them on the cheek if you come from a country like from Latin America or maybe in, in Western Europe where kissing is okay, like what the French do, it's not okay here. And the other thing too is ties respect privacy. I have met my wife's friends and they have known each other since college. I'm talking for decades. And they still, there are some aspects of their life that they don't ask each other, that's private. You never ask someone how much they make. You don't ask someone, so how much you make last year? How much you guys gross? How much you guys net? You just don't ask that. In a Western culture, it's okay. In a Chinese culture, it's okay because they do it, but not in Thailand. And 
especially when it comes down to profession, you don't just meet someone and say, hey, so what do you do for a living? You don't do that. You, they really have to get to know you. So that's the one thing I really do like about, about the Thai culture is people just don't get up in your business. You know, just nosy people asking you stuff that, that you just don't want to reveal. It's like, I don't know you. I just met you. Why am I telling you this stuff? And it's one of the things that I never really felt comfortable uh, in, in Western countries like the United States. It's like, you know, I, I meet someone. They're like, so where do you live? I live, oh yeah, I live in Newport. Where? It's, you know, it's like, you don't need to know. And that is the one thing that it's hard to break out of when you come from a Western country to ask these questions that they don't want to ask, that they don't want to reveal. So that is shocking. The other thing too is when it comes to dating, uh, and, and again, it's another cultural difference, is Western countries, especially America, they have this thing called dating. <laughs> Even the European cultures, they don't do that. You're the girlfriend, boyfriend, but there's no really such thing as dating. You don't date five or different people and decide which one you want best. And you especially don't do that here in Thailand. So if you are a girlfriend, boyfriend, if you're together with someone, it's considered very inappropriate to actually talk to your exes, believe it or not. It's not anything to do about jealousy. It's just considered inappropriate. And the other thing too is that let's just, let me just give you an example. Is let's say that it's, you and your Thai wife and you're and you're out in a public setting with some other friends because you're married or even if you're together it's considered appropriate for either the man or the woman to go talk to a person of the opposite sex that is single and that was shocking to me I didn't know that because obviously in Western countries it's okay uh, I mean People uh, are best friends with their exes. They're still very close to their exes, but actually not here in Thailand. And it's a cultural difference that you would never know unless you are deeply ingrained in this culture and you are dating someone or married to someone in this culture. And that's something my wife uh, mentioned to me that, uh, you know, I, I, I just not something that I do anyway. I'm very respectful for my, with my wife, um, but it's something that we talk about frequently in the beginning of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. For example, she would, because we're married, she would never be in, alone with a man that's single. It's considered extremely inappropriate. You would never, never do that. And vice versa, I would never do the same when it comes to a female. So that's another shocking thing about this culture. And I do like that. You know, it's traditional, but I really do like that. You know, it just, you know, there is, no matter how open you are, everybody in some way or somehow has some sort of insecurity, jealousies. And by following the ways of this culture, it just kind of alleviates that. And I like it. And I don't mind it. So maybe some people may have a problem with that, but I just want to warn you, if you are coming to this country, you're planning on dating someone, I want you to be aware, don't be touchy-feely uh, with other people outside of your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or boyfriend, and do not strike up conversations. Like, I couldn't say, let's just say, I have a female friend that's visiting Thailand. I can't tell my wife, hey, 
I'm going to go and hang out with Mary and have dinner with her. She's just a friend. You just, I just can't do that. It's considered inappropriate. Then the other thing, too, about shocking in Thailand is, I guess it's kind of a given, is how much I really, truly love it here. And I still have yet to be bored. Uh, there isn't a day here when I sit around with my wife and say, I'm bored. I need to get the heck out of here. Even though we've been under lockdown for such a long time, there's always something to do and there's always something fun to do. And in America, I've been bored many times where I had to get out. Latin America is the same. I mean, I preach about it all the time and on my podcast, but still, here I am 10 years later. And I still love this country and there's still a ridiculous amount of things to do and explore to experience that I haven't yet. And we do travel frequently because especially within the last year, because during this pandemic, because the government has not allowed any foreign tourists to come in. So obviously the hotel business or the tourism business is extremely in dire straits. I mean, they're hurting. So there's tons of fantastic promotions where like, you know, a uh, hotel would say, uh, buy two nights and get the third night free or buy one night, get the second night free or buy a weekend or two or three nights and get uh, breakfast, free breakfast buffets and free and free dinner. Uh, there's all sorts of promotions for hotels, for airlines, uh, for restaurants. There's a lot of buy one, get one free. I mean, there's all sorts of fantastic promotions, especially if you love to travel. So we've been traveling a lot and trying to you know, help out with the domestic tourism, uh, but it's a fantastic time to be in Thailand uh, because of all these promotions going on. And then the last thing I would say that surprised me the most about Thailand is how close it is to other countries. So for an example, like let's say in the United States. So I, I lived in California, lived in Arizona, lived in Nevada, and a lot of people in the West that I've met have never been to the Midwest or even the East Coast. A lot of people on the East Coast have never even been to the Midwest or into the West Coast. I mean, you meet a lot of those type of people because they just, America is such a huge country and not many people travel. For example, Westerners in the Western United States, maybe they may, you know, California, Oregon, Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico, that's kind of what they limit themselves to. And on the East Coast, uh, you know, obviously along the coastal areas and then maybe hop over the sea and head over to the UK. But here in Thailand, it's surprisingly how close everything is and how easy and accessible everything is. For example, I mean, right next door is Laos and Cambodia. So for an example, uh, when you're going up to the Isan region, let's just say you're going to visit Ubon, uh, literally the Laos border is only a two hour drive away. And if you were to fly from Bangkok, I mean, going to Laos or going to Cambodia is less than an hour flight. And going to Vietnam, which we've um, visited frequently because we, we love Vietnam, we love the culture, we love the food, it's a beautiful country. It's everything is so close and everything is so different. And it just, like I said, heading down south, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore. I mean, these are all countries that are literally within a 45 minute to an hour and a half flight away. So for an example, if you were to live in LA, 
uh, an hour and a half away flight is really only going to get you to maybe Nevada, Arizona, Utah, and maybe Oregon, or maybe even Washington. But when you go to these, these different states, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah, the scenery is a little different, but you're still in America. You're still under the same culture. Everything is the same. But here, for example, if I'm going to Singapore, it's completely different. Here's a micro country, the Silicon Valley of Asia, very, very different. Or go to Bali, go to Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, uh, go to Ho Chi Minh City. Everything is just so different. And that's the one thing that surprised me the most is how close everything is and how cheap it is to travel to these different countries. I mean, if you weren't aware, we have our versions of Ryanair and JetBlue and Southwest Airlines, like Tiger Air, Nook Air. Um, you know, we have our regional we have our regional carriers, and they will have promotions that are thirty dollars one way, hundred dollars round trip, fifty dollars, sixty dollars round trip. These promotions pop up all the time, even before the pandemic. So travel is so inexpensive. And it was just shocking to me. And it's, and it's so accessible because a lot of these regional airlines fly out of these smaller original airports, which is called the Don Myung Airport. And it's very, it's a, it's a, it was the original airport uh, for Bangkok. And obviously it got, uh, as Bangkok grew, as more and more tourists are coming in and out of the country, they created Suwanaboom. But I love Don Myung Airport. It's very easy to get in and out of. But that's where most of the regional airlines fly out of. So those are just coming kind of things that just off the top of my head that have shocked me about Thailand. And, that, and it's all shocking, um, nothing bad, uh, just some things that you have to learn and some things, some cultural norms that you just have to change. Uh, you have to be aware uh, and you have to understand that being polite here is very, very important. And I really, really love that in this culture. I love how people are polite and they're not rude. You rarely ever hear, uh, because all of my wife's friends are extremely highly educated from not just their bachelor's degrees, they have their master's and their doctorates and they all speak fluent English. And you never, I never ever hear them curse. And that's one of the great things that I love about being here is I've lost my bad habit of cursing all the time because it's very normal now, especially in American culture, to curse. You do it publicly, you do it on TV, you do it on radios, because people think if you curse a lot, oh, that person's really real, they're down to earth. Well, here this country is still a little bit more traditional. Cursing is still considered rude, and you just don't do it. And I really like that, because uh, the American language is a beautiful language, and there's so many different ways to say one thing, and there's no reason why you have to curse all the time. And I'm glad I really got rid of that habit. So those are just some of the things um, that I realized as I pick up and think of more and more things. I'll relay that in, in a future episode. Uh, but uh, here I am, 10 years later, and it's such a fantastic place. And what made it fantastic is obviously meeting my amazing wife. Uh, she is the absolute light in my life. Uh, she makes my life just so much better. And for those of you out there that are divorced, widowers, or just single, and maybe you're having a hard time 
uh, finding that right person. And I'm not saying Thailand is the best place in the world, but I have traveled uh, to many places and talked to many other people. And it seems to me that of all the places I've traveled to, people here uh, seem to be very happy. And I see more people smiling, uh, expats especially, that I've met that have lived here for decades and decades. One of the things that really, and here, here's another thing that just came out of the top of my head that shocked me about Thailand. Working and living in Latin America, in Mexico, Central America, and traveling a lot in, in South America, when you come across expats, you rarely ever meet anyone that's been there for 5, 10, 20, 30 years. It's very, very rare. Sorry about that, the phone's going off. But here in Thailand, you actually have a lot, a huge, a huge uh, population of expats that have been here for decades upon decades, and they still love it. They will still tell you they love it here. And in Europe, where I met expats, they're very, very, uh, let's say, not wishy-washy, but they can't really commit. So for an example, I've met expats in southern France to to Italy, to Spain, and Greece, and many of them go back home to the UK or somewhere else because it's just too expensive. But I, I rarely ever meet anyone that's been there for a long time. Same exact thing in beautiful places like in Fiji. I've met expats there, but they don't last there. Uh, they just say, you know what, it's a little bit too boring here for me, I gotta go. But not here in Thailand. It's just very, very different. People love it here and they stay here. So that's also very shocking to me. I've met many expats that have been here for over a decade like myself. And many I have actually met in their 60s and 70s that have been here with their Western wives or Western husbands. So they didn't come here to get married or came here single. They came here already married as a couple and they've been here for two to three decades and they still love it. So those are some wonderfully shocking things about Thailand. And, you know, I'm looking forward to another 10 years. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated our anniversary and we're looking forward to a wonderful future life here. And I hope you do too. So have a wonderful day and we'll see you in Thailand.